there, super moms. Let's jump in and take a moment. So today's topic is going to be about mental health and how it's parallel to um, physical health. I just want to take this time and make the statement that this podcast is not a replacement for professional help. Um, This is just advice and experience, and I just want to talk with you guys and uh, grow through it together. I currently go to therapy, so um, I'm a huge advocate for therapy, so um, definitely keep your therapist, keep your med medication if that's what works for you. This is not a therapy replacement. On most of these podcasts, you'll hear me refer to NAMI and um, a lot of my articles that I read and will probably have my podcast like commentary on are mostly from NAMI. Um, NAMI is the National Alliance of Mental Health or Mental Illness, I'm sorry, Um, N-A-M-I. It's pretty cool. It's got some really good um, anonymous stories article blogs it has all types of really cool things I actually just found out (laughs) about this so um yeah and what NAMI says is they state that mental health conditions are legitimate health conditions um so with that being said like it is legit like my body hurts there's a reason I might not be bleeding but I'm hurting there's a reason and it starts from my brain um and society has taught us to answer no to going to a mental health professional when we're faced with mental health problems. And that's something that, you know, I, I... I would like to figure out why maybe it's a, maybe it's just a human, um, defense mechanism of everything's okay. And you know, I, I'm, I'm okay. Everything's just going to keep going. Okay. As long as I just tell myself that. (laughs) And a lot of us do that, especially as moms. Um, but the brain is the most complex organ in our body and we're constantly learning about mental health conditions. So, you know, I can understand those people that really don't get it. and that don't believe that physical health is tied to mental health as well. You're going to hear me um, throughout this podcast. You're going to hear my little baby rattle noises in the background. I'm sure you can hear it. Uh, Tried to tug myself away in the back room, put the baby gate up, but it's okay. I get it. He wants to be around me. Yeah. Hey, he wants to know what's going on. And I have been procrastinating on this podcast and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna do it because we're in the house and we're stuck in the house so it's it's gonna have to be like this so (laughs) bear with me I know that um many of us like me had mental conditions when we were children and um it was overlooked even into adulthood as a teenager Um, It was swept under the rug, and I know that for a fact for about many of us. Um, 
and I always had sleeping problems probably as long as I could remember I it probably started around the age of maybe six when I really became self-conscious and I would cry and cry and cry um, when it was time for bed and after laying down for bed and I just could never go to sleep and I remember constantly turning the TV back on and I would get in trouble because my dad would come in and he would turn the TV off and tell me to go to sleep because I have school um, and I do remember up until middle school going to school exhausted um, and having sleeping problems in school and it was just overlooked and you know my family always just said that I was just the night owl I like to be up and um, and you know what now as a parent <clears throat> I can say that that's not normal uh, my son is two and a half but if he was up walking around in the middle of the night and complaining of not being able to sleep for years then I would probably uh, check into that and see what I can do for him whether it be melatonin or what because in the long run when you don't get sleep it definitely affects you mentally and we have learned that obviously over the years now <laughs> it's a good time to be alive and mentally aware aware of things so um I honestly didn't become mentally aware until my freshman year of college and throughout high school I ended up finding a um, church community and a couple church communities and um, that really helped um, with a lot of healing that I needed and just the sense of community and understanding and um, it kind of helped with making sense of life and the things that my mind constantly questioned and um, you know just how the bipolar mind is and Sometimes I can be very down-to-earth and extremely down-to-earth and question everything. And I think the church community really helped that because it was more of a, you know, it is what it is and we're just here to go with it. And um, But we are going to be here and we're going to support each other and that's how it's going to be. So I really liked that. But I really was not mentally aware. I was more spiritually aware then, which is also great. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went... I was in church, and then I went to a private college my senior, after senior year, and um, it wasn't until then that I became mentally aware, and I, we're having conversations, and um, I was having problems sleeping, and I was doing about 18 and a half credit hours in college with music and working, trying to support myself. Um, in my college career and I was actually in music at the time um, I really enjoyed it and uh, they had put me on about three different types of medication and I was going to a pediatric doctor and um... <laughs> hi okay. hi there I was going to a pediatric doctor and they had known me since I was young so they <laughs> bless you they did not send me they did not send me into a psychiatrist so, they just kept giving me SSRIs for depression. Um, and, obviously, if you're bipolar or schizophrenic or, you know, you can't, you cannot have SSRIs, you know what it does to you. Um, <clears throat> I went spiraling. I, I wouldn't come out. 
I had pretty bad anxiety. I wouldn't come out of my dorm. It was embarrassing, honestly. I, I And honestly, I can't even really remember. <clears throat> me i can't even really remember all of it it was a lot of a big blur and outer body experience so um as you can imagine after being on all those ssris um sleeping medications i was even put on adderall for about six months um you can imagine the spiral and downhill manic, um, depressive episode I went through, and I was actually made aware then, and, um, what really woke me up and made me aware wasn't even all of this happening, because, like, you don't, you don't know, right, you know, like, people have to tell you what you look like, because you're not really, you don't know, it's your normal, so, you know, you're just living in it, um, so I was really made aware when, um, I wouldn't come out of my dorm room and I kind of just flipped out and I went and I drove to the nearest grocery store by the college and I just sat in my car and I just, you know, bawled my eyes out and the therapist from the college called me, the counselor, and she's like, you know, kind of, she wasn't freaking out. She was really cool. She was really calm and she's just like, where are you at and how are you? let's talk about it and basically I ended up having to obviously I was suicidal because I was on so much medication that my it was against me so my body was against me um, but I had to verbally state a pact I had to um, make a statement saying I would not harm myself over the phone and then like when I got with her in person I had to write it down and sign my name and I think that's what made it real for me I don't really know why it was a little bit like condemning right like I felt like oh my gosh like I'm so in trouble for I don't know what just happened I've, I've done something uh, clearly because I have to make a statement saying that I won't hurt myself or anyone um, and that's what really made it real and that was really what made things overwhelming for me I honestly don't know how I made it through college without going to the hospital. I never slept and I'm pretty sure I think my counselor diagnosed me with just like insomnia and that's pretty much it because I wasn't really sleeping at all. Um, so first semester was great then second semester came along and I crashed and burned. Um, I couldn't perform any of my exams. It was it was ridiculous. I do remember that and that's the worst part about the depression and the mania and all of that and the episodes is like you don't remember the climax of like getting to this point. I remember I was painting all of my friends paintings. Um, I was giving away like free art and things that I was working on for hours, you know, like just very creative and getting, you know, extremely manic. And I remember a little bit of that in the feeling. But I mostly remember coming down and the anxiety of people asking me, you know, where have you been? Like, we haven't seen you. You haven't been at breakfast or dinner. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Um, that That is that is probably the worst part is you didn't you don't even know what your brain has gotten you into. <laughs> it's pretty tough. Um, but yeah, so 
I was given some pretty overwhelming information since she was just my counselor she couldn't diagnose me um, and so she just gave me these options and and obviously I didn't take it and do research I didn't go and say let me see what's wrong with me um, <clears throat> I was in college and um, I was trying to do college <laughs> so I really lost myself um, I crashed and burned and over that summer I stayed with my parents I was extremely depressed I was in a manic high for probably about a month or two uh, because I didn't really sleep and I was just up all the time doing homework writing essays drawing just you name it painting I would go home and paint my room at my house because <laughs> I only lived 30 minutes from campus um, and so yeah I would go home and get crafty at home and um, kind of like in my sacred space I guess you could say no one really kind of seen it it's crazy how our minds do things subconscious subconsciously like I guess I didn't really want people to see me in that manic and I'm I'm very up and I speak very fast and I'm very <clears throat> I want to do things and impulsive and just dreamy like let's let's do this that we've been planning and yeah I'm, I'm very much like that but boy, when I came down, I came down hardcore. Um, I was probably depressed for about two, three months. Um, and I was, that's probably like the first time I've ever been very depressed. Um, just very down. And that is when I met my now fiance. Um, and we hung out here and there. And um, we eventually ended up getting engaged. And we eventually ended up having our son. And we are still together now thank God, by the grace of God, <laughs> but, um, I lost myself in that mental fog, and honestly, there's a lot of things that I really cannot remember about 2015 and 2016, that whole year is, like, a mental fog, um, which is unfortunate, but also it, it makes me very aware of what it feels like to be in one of those episodes, and, like, you really... Your mind is against you. Your body is against you. Together, they're a team against you. Um, and in my opinion, yes, it is extremely parallel. And I wish mental illness was addressed as seriously and compassionate as physical illnesses. Because, you know, like, you could easily be misdiagnosed. You can easily be put on SSRIs when your brain does not need those. Adderall, your brain does not need that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty scary how it only takes just the flick of um, the wrong dose of anything, even advice. <laughs> so I think I've come to this place now, like, you know, I'm sure you're asking too, What what is the solution? How can we raise awareness? How can we do better for our friends with mental, mental conditions and mental illnesses? Okay, so I know you're probably like, well, my stomach hurts, and sometimes I don't feel great, and does that mean that I'm bipolar, or does that mean I have a mental illness? No, it doesn't, but it could mean that you are really stressed out. Um, it could mean that you're really overwhelmed. You got a lot on your plate, and that's totally normal, because, um, I mean, like, we're moms, so <laughs> our plate is always full. But, um, yeah, so I just wanted to make that clear. I don't want, I don't want to make it seem like I'm labeling anyone off of the bat. I just want to make awareness that 
when you're feeling your tummy is tight and you're feeling nauseous, maybe get your hot, your favorite hot beverage, maybe um, some decaf coffee or, um, you know, um, hot tea, anything, some aromas going, some smells going, maybe put, put your favorite lotion on that smells really good, um, your favorite socks, some aesthetics, anything that kind of just gives you that little giddy feeling, anything like that does that, even if it's really little, um, doodling and drawing on a piece of paper, you know, like very little things that helps with the physical conditions and, um, physical, you know, I guess you could say effects from your mental health. Um, and I just want to make that statement, but we do know that without mental health, it is almost impossible to maintain a healthy physical life, which yeah, it's true. So what can we do about it? You got to start with you one day at a time. You seek help. If that's something that you feel like you need a, someone to hold your hand like me, um, I need someone to hold my hand and kind of push me and encourage me. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. I need that. Um, seek a therapist, seek help and being diagnosed with something like an mental illness isn't the end of the world. You know, um, it is the end of a world. It really is. It's the end of a, a world of oblivion and a world of fear and a world of misunderstanding, but it is the beginning of a healing journey. And that's healing for you and all those around you because we know that mental illness affects everyone around us, everyone in our circle. So, in order to create and support awareness, we must first become aware. And I think I'm going to wrap it up right there. And this will be my first full podcast. It's a little cringy. Hang in there with me. Um, I got some topics coming up. Message me, follow me, support um, comment on this. I have this anchor app that I'm doing my podcast on. Send me messages, advice, uh, anything, you know, I'm open to it. I'm open book. Anything you'd really want to hear me talk about. Um, yeah, so stay tuned and hang in there moms. We got this.